welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We pray that you would be blessed and encouraged by this week's message. Man, I have some, I have some breaking, breaking news, breaking news here at New Hope right now on the spot. I'm looking around and some of you have actually changed your seats. I mean, you know who you are. I mean, God is moving in this place. We got some shifting. We got some movement. Saints are moving around. Wow. It's awesome. Now, you know, we do this when we have a little special for you. You never want to put anybody on the spot, but I know there's birthdays all the time. But today, like if, if your birthday, if, is anybody, their birthday is today. Any, any hands today? Oh, Ryan Davis. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Ryan, happy birthday to you, I hope you're turning red. So nobody else, we leave nobody else out, right? No other birthdays. Anybody came late? Okay, no other birthdays. So um, watch, I'm going to have a fun picture, so we'll do a little visuals. Now, I know this sounds ridiculous, all right? But if you have a dog or a puppy or a big dog and you're walking in down the street, what are you going to probably have them on? A leash. And then you go to the dog park and what do you do? What does the dog want to do when you get to the dog park? He wants to, he wants to be unleashed, right? Yeah, he, yeah I, I know what he wants to do. <laughs> I know what, or, but when he gets there, he want, I, I'm going a different angle. He wants to run and jump and play with the other dogs. And so you would unleash him, right? Okay, so stay with me. Keep that picture. And how about the floodgates when the river is full to the top and there, you know, there's flood, everybody knows what a floodgate is, it's when it's at capacity and you have to open the floodgates because it'll, it'll start flowing all over. So p- picture a floodgate. So last night, I'm going to give you some highlights of last night before we actually dig into what the Lord has to, for us to do today. Because uh, there was a group of us that went to see this beautiful brother named Bill Vanderbush. We kind of advertised it, we talked about it. He was at a church in Webster last night. And how many of you went, just for fun of it, how many of you got to see him? And here's the fun part. This beautiful man is going to be here at New Hope in February. February 12th to the 14th, so we're kind of looking ahead a little bit. But, but here's what's so exciting. God is moving, and God is uniting and joining and bringing together different passions and hearts. But you're going to hear a lot of the same messages, but from different perspectives and vantage points, Right? So Wanda got up at the end, and she did this whole thing about unleashing and floodgates and the unlimited power and love of the Holy Spirit. And I was with that all night. Has that ever happened to you? All night. So the Lord said, take a little bit of time before we jump into what we're doing and give you some highlights. So I'm going to give you some highlights. And I've asked, I have, I have a limitation on my time, so one of the things I love to do is I love music. So Howard's going to play a song that you, how many of you love like we're doing some old classics holy and anointed one last week i could sing of your love forever steve was probably laughing i wanted to be on the floor so i didn't know they were doing them songs today so how many of you know this one turn it up howard nice right. everybody know what it is already if, it's, if you're new you might not know this one the extravagant love of god the father Love is extravagant. Your love. Your love. 
Just receive it. Open up your heart, your spirit. Just receive it. Your friendship. This friendship. Oh my goodness, we're friends with God, right? It's amazing. Okay, now, now we gotta put it as a little backdrop. We gotta tone it down just a hair. Some highlights from last night for everybody, because I want you to receive it. Peace is a person. He's on you and he's in you. So when you walk into a room, he really shows up. Oh Lord, bring that to reality. It's a it's a new covenant reality. It's a it's a it's a lifestyle of awareness that Jesus is the Prince of Peace and He's a person. And he's on you and he's in you. We are the body of Christ and we get to declare, to demonstrate God's goodness to the world. We get to release grace over all the people. We get to release grace over all the people. Won't get into the whole thing, but you know, we belonged before we believed. We belonged before we believed. God's goodness came and said, hey, you're mine. I never lost you. And he reveals his heart and we say yes, the invitation to come home to Papa. So we get to, as the body of Christ, as believers, and you know what our mandate could be really simple? Here's a mandate for us as a New Hope community family. We want to make the good news good news again. We want to make the gospel of Jesus Christ good news again. And it is. So just some highlights. This sounds so silly, but even this morning, now I know it's silly, but the Lord showed me that we have to unleash the Holy Spirit. You know what that means? We actually give Holy Spirit permission to move among us. Because I believe if you don't allow him to move and to have his way and just of a hard attitude, see, because we could, we could grieve and we could quench and we could grieve, but move the Spirit of God by just keep going. It happens in our daily life. It happens in our arenas. It happens in our families. Invite, be crazily obsessed with the Holy Spirit in your daily life. Communion with the Father, filled with the Holy Spirit, loving the Son, the, the, the beautifulness of the Godhead. Jesus is beautiful. And guess what's a really powerful thing that happened last night? The Jesus in you. I love seeing the Jesus in Steve. I love seeing the Stephen. The, 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 not the Stephen. I just, I just made Stephen way too high up on that one. I love seeing the Jesus in Ryan. I love seeing the Jesus in Carol Royal. Jesus is beautiful and he's displayed. He's on display in you and through you. And let's grow in experiencing Jesus through one another. Because when we get together, I heard a neat story last night. Some people were taught when they get together, they're looking for Jesus in one another. It's part of, it's part of the, like, I want to see Jesus in all of you. And when we interact, that's why the truth, Livy came up to me and she goes, Ralphie, how long is this time going to be going? You know, it's like, like, Livy, I didn't know. Are you coordinating the service this morning? I go, Liv, look around. Look at all the people interacting. I said, I always wait. And there's great conversation. You see people hugging and talking. And there's fellowship. And then you kind of get this little kind of lull, the dull. You kind of grab them at the lull. 
But what, what's happening? Jesus in you is being displayed. You're, you're seeing the beauty through one another. And the, and the best thing that happened and what I want to do, I want to take a few minutes. That God's goodness and kindness is more than we could ever imagine. These, this is going to be a theme in days ahead. This is going to be something God's going to be unfolding, revealing. We have no idea. I don't know how long you've been in the Lord. I don't know if it's been a week or 40 years. We think that we know the goodness and kindness of the Father and his intentions and his affection toward humanity. It's just going to be exploding on the earth. So when we pray these prayers like more, Lord, man, we're just going after it, okay? So right where you're at, you know we always release healing. Part of my personal testimony is. So Howard, you can kick that up a little bit now. Open your heart. This could be the most important time of our morning. Just receive fresh the breath and the wind and the life of the Holy Spirit. He's alive. Right now, Holy Spirit, you are filling us. You are healing us. Come into wholeness. We're accepted and we're loved. And we say, move among us. In our lives, personally, in our corporate life, as we gather, Jesus. Holy Spirit of the living God, manifest yourself. What you're doing in me, Lord. Jesus. Deeper. I'm thankful, Lord. Go deeper. Go deeper right now. What you're doing in my heart. <laughs> changing me, changing me. You're kind to me. Though I'm failing you sometimes, your love never has failed me. acknowledge your love and your grace we're swimming in your extravagant love and our hearts our lives are transformed from the inside out so we experience and receive your amazing love it transforms everything we encounter your kiss and your affection 
Lord, open our eyes and ears and lives and hearts to receive more and more and more. In Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Cheers. Cheers. Ah. Oh. Bill Vanderbush has got that funny little. <laughs> you guys notice it? He does that little laugh. He gets all silly. Anyway, what a what a treat. What a joy. Fun being with another church, meeting other people, seeing what God's doing in the region. Again, I want to stay, Stephen, I want to stay focused. Because we're tag teaming today. But God is highlighting the Northeast. He's highlighting Rochester. God, it's going to be a big move. I'm telling you, we're, no one's. You know, we. I think we, we think you want to move. You're not going to want to move. You're not going to want to move, Steve. No one's going to want to move. People are going to be rocking this place. Okay. Please remember that I, as I read this quote from Theodore Roosevelt from 1910, this is not gender related. This is not about a man. It's about men and women. So when I when I read this quote again. I want us to understand it's for powerful sons and powerful daughters. But Stephen and I are going to kind of work together today in tag team, and we're going to kind of wrap this thing up or bring it to a conclusion, but we're not bringing it to a stop. It's not, and I'll explain in a minute. But I want to do this first. And if you don't mind, guys, maybe we could throw the thing up there. You can kind of stay with me. How many of you ever do this with a quote where you're all by yourself, and you kind of read it like you're going to be on Broadway. You know what I mean? And you know what I'm saying? Like you're, 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 what's that word? You're, I'm going to be in theater. And then I'm taking it on and I'm, I'm feeling it. The man in the arena. It is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles. Or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The critic. How many of us know the critic? It's not the critic who counts. The credit belongs to the man or woman who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who knew who, who neither knew victory nor defeat. He has a powerful quote. So when you do that, you know, I know I'm going to be getting some calls from Broadway. I just know it. <laughs> They're going to want me to, you know, spotlight, start doing some theater work. Man, we love the way you read that passage or that scripture or that quote. But I don't know, something happens to you when you do that. Because I want to tell you something really interesting. This is 
This has not just been a sermon series or a theme that we just want to kind of go. How many of you know that you don't go through all this to just take seed, throw it into soil, and go, oh, it went about that far, right? And then, and then it grew about that much. And then we move on to the next theme. What's the next best theme, right, Steve? We believe with all our heart that as we wrap this thing up, it's like a conversation. But today is not the end of the conversation. It's really just the beginning. Because it's going to be an ongoing conversation. I believe that it's going to be part of our DNA. We love that. Or part of our fabric. It's part of our culture. We're going to hear more testimonies. There are testimonies that I even have. Sheep. People are going to be starting to call me and say, I have a testimony about my arena. We're going to be growing in our influence in our arenas. We're going to be asking God to use us more and lead us in a place of impact. And I want to even right now thank every single person who's been a part of this series. For all those who, even uh, for everybody who's been a part of it, whether through preaching or teaching or testimonies, behind the scenes. The Lord gave me two pictures. One of them I just revealed about seed and soil. You know, everything that you receive, you receive by faith and seed form. I don't know if you know that, but that's how, that's how it works. Any revelation, anything God's... You know, when you were born again, you received by faith some seed and it began to take root in your heart and life. And Jesus said, if you abide in him and he abides in you, you'll bear much fruit. So it's a lifestyle. It's a long life journey of bearing fruit and growing and learning. So this series is not just a eight-week series that comes to an end and we move on. I believe the Lord has put some good seed and some good soil and we're going to see people's lives transformed and we're going to even grow in understanding the impact of this series one year, two years, three years down the line because it's a conversation that's not going to end, it's just beginning. The other idea is Wanda and I love fires. How many of you have been enjoying like November? You realize every nice day you have in November, winter is that much shorter? <laughs> I am driving to church this morning, and cruise, I'm cruising in the car, and two Harley Davidson dudes are on their bike on November 15th at 9 o'clock in the morning. So real quick, I pull out my iPhone. Didn't, didn't distract too much. I, didn't, I just wanted to see what the temperature was. It's 50 degrees out there. It's going to be like 58 today. What do you think I would try to talk Wadi to do it after lunch? <laughs> November 15th, going for a motorcycle ride. We love doing the fires on the patio. We've done fire almost every week because it's been nice. But the picture, the second picture, is stoking that fire. How many of you love fires? You've got to mess around. You've got to poke. You've got to have some, maybe the Frisbee, do some wind. You've got to put fresh wood on there. It'll just it'll die down pretty quick. So what's our responsibility as a church family? Stoke the fire. Timmy, how's your arena going, man? How's life going? How you doing? How you doing? Stirring one another up. How's that? What is God using you? How are you being challenged? How are you growing? Stir one another up. Stoke that fire. Because everything we want to do is about to become part of our lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And before I turn it over to Steve... When I read that quote over and over again, I don't know how good I did it, but I wanted to practice a little bit. Because there's some passion. 
And the quote is so good because I don't want to be the critic. I don't want to be the naysayer. I want to know that my life counted. And what I had a moment, you know how you have these moments? So this is just a small thing, but this is what I believe this produces deep into our spirit. It's a cry of our heart. Oh, God, you have stirred us, and we are hungry for more. Man, we want our lives, we want our lives corporately. I'm speaking for all of you in this too. I want my life, but I want our lives to count for us to make a difference. Man, that we cultivate a culture where everybody's taking risks. Everybody's stepping out on the fresh waters because we understand that we're partnering with you in this life because really heaven is here. And we want to see heaven invade earth in a greater, greater way. Every, every aspect of the kingdom is increasing on the earth and in us. And in a way, through this arena series, we have been crying out to the Lord for more. And then we're saying yes. We're in agreement. We're saying yes, Lord. We want our lives to count. We want to make a difference. We want to partner with you. So Holy Spirit, for my part today, before Steve comes up, I pray that this idea of seed going into soil, it'll produce great fruit, it'll be transforming. I pray for the, that we as a family would continue to stoke the fire, stirring one another up. And Lord, this is just the beginning of understanding our corporate, personal influence in our region and in the world we live in. Because it's so good to be alive and so good to be filled with the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. Come on up, Steve. Stevie, bring us home, buddy. Land this plane. Livy wants to know if you have a story with her in it. <laughs> Livy, I could tell you a million stories, Liv. Oh, don't you love Ralph? <laughs> Sometimes I feel that you have an ongoing dialogue with me there that I'm not a part of. I'm not usually paying attention to. I might be daydreaming. Right, Steve? Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't worry, Steve. I'm going to stay on track. Okay, great. Yep, stay on track. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, I mean, what is it, uh, that old joke about what guys actually think about? They go into their nothing box or whatever half the time. It's like, you know, the wife asks the husband, what do you think about? Nothing. Nothing. I'm not thinking about anything. You're holding back on me. No, I'm not thinking about anything. I really have nothing going on in my mind. That's what I feel like half the time when Ralph's calling on me, you know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love the diversity in the body of Christ, right? How different we all are. It's so funny. Um, so, yeah, Ralph and I, it's actually funny, we talked about this this week. All we said in coordinating was, you know, I feel like I have a little piece, and he felt like he had a piece, so let's put it together. We didn't talk about anything about what it was going to be, and I didn't have anything. I had a, actually a hard week with some stuff. Um, so up until Friday, I really didn't have anything. But as I was driving to work on Friday, I saw a little vision when I was driving in my car, and I saw a picture in front of me. And over the next couple of days, God started to speak to me about what, what it was for, and it was for this morning. So, um, so yeah, it was really it has been an interesting week. Um, so 
uh, literally, so I'm driving to work. Um, you know, I got a fairly good commute, so I got a lot of time to think. Um, and I saw just a picture of a boat, like an older boat. I actually tried to find a picture of it, but I, I didn't want to distract because I just couldn't find something exactly what I wanted to show. But I saw a picture of a boat that was sitting uh, on the shoreline. It was like half in the water, half on the sand. Um, so it was kind of like an old wooden classic boat, just really cool. You know, it was a great picture. And I was sitting in it, and I was about halfway. I could see about half of the boat in front of me, and then this just vast expanse of ocean. Um, and, you know, if you've ever been to the ocean, yeah, I know it's like Joey's favorite place. If we go to vacation, we need to go to the ocean. Uh, Got to be on the beach. You know, just the beauty of the vastness as you look out that is unbelievable, you know, and you look at, wow, what has happened out on those waters, you know. Um, so that was the picture I had, and that was really it. And I asked the Lord, like, you know, and he showed it to me over the next couple of days, but... Um, but this boat was actually half in the water, half on the land. It was setting off from the shore. So it was chartering off into the waters. And, um, and then it got to a point in kind of where I ended. All I saw was you got to a point out in the water where you didn't see the land anymore. And that actually is kind of a scary feeling at, point, at, at first. Like, man, we, I'm not seeing the land. We are going somewhere and... I've lost the land behind me. We're too far out to go back. Um, and I felt like, and I'll share a little bit what I think that meant, what the Lord was showing me through that. Um, but I felt that the boat was corporately us, and it was also individually us, if that makes sense. So what the Lord started to show me was a boat that's like half on land and half in the water isn't living up to its full potential. You know, it, it's really safe because nothing can happen to a boat that's half on the shore and half in the water. I mean, there's no hazards. You know, storms are going to be relatively safe, maybe. Um, you know, there's no rocks. There's no other boats to look out for or, you know, whatever else can get you out on the water. Um, but a boat on land is pretty comfortable. Uh, and I didn't feel any sort of negative, so it's not anything like we're stuck in the sand. or It wasn't anything like that. It was just God's heart for us about chartering off into the water. And I'm going to kind of hit that a little bit more. And I'm not going to share for a long time. I just want us to kind of pray together at the end of this. Um, but what I was hearing all week long as I was preparing is that the reality is people, when we work with people, we're going to disappoint each other. And I've disappointed people in here. People in here have disappointed me. You know, and how many times have we felt at some point, I'm done with people. Moving on. I am so done with people. <laughs> you know, and then you realize you have six, you know, people in your family and you're, you're not going anywhere. We're in this thing for the long haul. So, but, you know, how about this one? I'm not opening up my heart anymore. I'm done. And I always think of like Jesus, how he came to save, uh, save people. And man, he got treated really awful by people. <laughs> I mean, it's by the self-righteous, by his own friends. And he still died and gave up his life for his friends. You know, that's incredible to me. If I was Jesus, I would have had a way different response, you know. Like, guys, have you been paying attention to any of the scriptures that you've been reading? Don't you know I was coming? You idiots. I mean, 
Like, I'm here to save you, you know? You study the scriptures, and here I am right here, and you just don't get it. Like, I would be so done with you all, you know? If I was Jesus, um, Joy and I were out in Redding, California last week for the Leaders Advance Conference, and it was just such a great time to go away, get refreshed, and just re-energized. And I think one of the things that impacted me the most is when I listened to Bill and Eric Johnson. They had, for those of you who don't know, Bethel Church in Redding, California, is spawning like this global movement of music and worship and young people and leaders. And it's just a really, really healthy group of people. And at one point, we were sitting in the senior pastors. It was like a breakout session, and there was Bill Johnson and Eric and Candace, Eric's wife, who had taken over the church, Chris Valentin and Rich Oliver. And I think the thing that I came away with was Bill and Eric were talking about our goal in this life is almost to just to grow in love and compassion for people. And I thought, that's a man who's been pastoring for 40 years who is saying that they're still growing in love and compassion for people. And I thought, man, I'm not nearly that old, and I feel like I'm teetering a lot on that one, you know. So I was so impacted by that that said, wow, you know, growing in love and compassion for people. And I've been feeling that over the last couple of years of God, that theme in my life of, yeah, I want that too. And that I felt like in my heart when I was there, that kind of solidified it for me. said, yep, I want to do that too. And I'm setting my sail and my course in that direction, growing in love and compassion for people. And, you know, and I think, you know, when we say that, we expect some hardships, we expect some real challenges, we expect some storms, but the reward is so much better than any of that stuff. So in just kind of wrapping up some of this, um, you know, we've talked about this. We've heard a lot of different speakers. Like Ralph said, we've heard testimonies of how it's impacted people. Um, Getting into the arena, or if you want to say it this way, setting sail from the shore might mean for you God calling you to a new level of fearlessness in your calling. And I actually felt all week as I was preparing that there was a new fearlessness coming upon us as a people. To, to go after things and a fearlessness to love, not just to do things, uh, but to love. Um, he's, he might be calling you or us to lower defenses around people, you know, to bring down those defenses, to re-engage. Um, I heard this, you know, I hear things as I'm preparing, so that's how I get it. Like I can hear God speaking something to someone individually, like this one, I'm going to let people into my life again. Like I heard someone here actually that going through, that God was going to speak that to you today, that you're actually going to make a choice and I'm going to let people into my life again. People that have hurt me, I've been hurt, I've been wounded, um, but you are at a point where you are no longer going to let that thing hold you back from setting off from the shore. And I felt for some that I'm, you're going to have to say, I'm, going to, I'm no longer going to let my past failures determine my future. So for someone here, I feel that's, that's for you, that you're not, you are not called to let your past failures determine the direction you're going. So that's for somebody. And another aspect of this whole thing is, I think the thing that is so amazing to me, 
is it says death and life is in the power of the tongue. If in the book of James it compares our tongue to a rudder of a ship, then that should impact my life and what I think and what I say. Because I think that's a critical aspect of kind of this thing that we've been talking about is, you know, not having tolerance for not speaking the truth. You know, that we're called to speak the truth into situations and into people. And even about people, you know, not gossiping, not criticizing, not stirring dissension, but, you know, embracing the truth. Be careful because the words we say, and, you know, this has been been such a big thing in, like, pop culture and psychology today is the power of thoughts. And there's so much research on this now about the power of thinking. And you want to call it positive thinking, eliminating self-talk, whatever that negative self-talk is that we all have and that we all struggle with. And then when that self-talk becomes words, now we're setting ourselves into a direction. So we've got to be so careful. The words that we say, controlling those thoughts, get rid of that negative self-talk, the lies of the enemy, ask God, what is the truth in this situation? What are you actually saying to me? And then start speaking that. That sets you in a direction. Um, so I just want to get that out. Actually, a great example on this, um, Joy, my wife, who's working at the hospital today, uh, she said like two years ago, she says, you know what? And she, she says this all the time. I made a decision. I'm not going to speak negatively about the weather in Rochester. Th- that's a monstrous feat. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's huge. Um, but she said, I, I have chosen to live here. I have chosen to raise a family, to have friendships, to have relationships here. I'm not going to tear it down and speak negatively about how I don't like the gray sky, you know, or something. And honestly, we love good weather, so it's nothing like that. I mean, we were just in California, and we're like, oh, this is so amazing. You know, we love the sun. We've seen some of the greatest beaches and places. Um, but even watch that, you know, that type of attitude. Like, you know what? This is our home. Like Ralph said, I love New York. I love Rochester. Let's eliminate just that type of, because there's a lot of great things going on in this city and in upstate New York. And they're hiring like crazy. There's stuff breaking out business-wise. It's a good place to raise a family. It's a good place. That's the, that's the truth. You know, yeah, we have high t- uh, property taxes, but you know what? Our incomes are adjusted for that. So it's like, let's not make, make the biggest deal out of it. Uh, if I could change it, I would, but, you know, I, I can't change that by myself. We've got to vote in some, vote in some new people. Um, but I, I love that whole thing of, you know, just, you know, speaking the truth, declaring the truth. Don't say things that send you into a downward spiral, you know. Um, so just a couple final thoughts. I know I've said that like four times. In closing, in final closing, one more thing to add. <laughs> Uh, but those who, who know me know that even in this message series, since we've been talking about this, and it's like, it's bigger than like, oh, let's come up with a neat theme and talk about it. Right? It's like, we, we got this other things we could be working on, like come up creative things to talk about. It's when God speaks something into us, and it's like, yep, we all agree. This is something for us we're going to embrace as a people. We're going to kind of set sail and chart, go in that direction. Um, even since I have done this, those who know me know some things have opened up before me that I was not expecting. And I feel like I have been as impacted by this as anybody else. And God, I am in a place of, 
uh, honestly, I feel stretched in a whole new way with things that God has before me. Stretched in a new way. I feel totally more dependent on the grace of God than I've ever felt in my life. Um, but I feel like I'm getting comfortable with that. Um, like, you know what, we're going to be stretched and we're going to need to rely on God's grace, you know. And, um, and I think, you know, just if we don't feel that we have a supernatural assignment for us, then we might need God to shake us up a little bit. You know, you might get jostled a little bit. If we feel that what we have in our plate is something that we can do in our own strength, you might need God to tweak you a little. Because, I mean, I don't think he called us in this life to just be, you know, anything other than supernatural and take on his heart for things, which is totally supernatural. Um, so I just say that to you to encourage you. If you feel like I got everything under control, this is easy, I got all my plans laid out, you know, you might just get surprised. You know, you might get surprised. Um, but in the final part of the vision for me was that I saw this huge, vast sea of opportunity out in front of us. Um, and it was, Ralph, we didn't even talk about it, but it was the goodness of God, like you had said. It was a sea of the goodness of God, getting to know the goodness of God, being a part in sharing that with other people, experiencing God's love and sharing it. In order to do that and to live life to the fullest, to live an abundant life, you've got to set sail from the familiar place and go out there where there's some storms and you're going to get tossed around a little bit. But man, you get to see the expansiveness when you're out there and to experience life and to see beauty like you would not have seen with a boat sitting on the shore. So I just want to close with that thought um, just to stir you. And I'd like to, if we could, just stand up. We're going to pray, pray together for a couple minutes here. We're actually doing good on time. Yeah, Howard, you can play that. I just want a little background music, and we're just going to just pray. And if you could, take the hand of the person next to you. And if you even need to, cross the road to join together. I, I just saw us this week as a big family, all holding hands, praying together. So, Dave, you might need to walk down here or something to connect with Jessa. Oh, these, okay. All right. Or do a circle. That's cool, too. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Let's just take a minute and just kind of let this stuff soak in. Listen to his voice. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're speaking to us here this morning. You love us more than what we could ever dream about or even understand. Just kind of receive the goodness of God, too. Yeah, I think of what Jonathan even says here the kingdom is built on family relationships. And we're a big family that's going to be growing and expanding. And, but we can look around and say we're a solid core family, group of people, friends, friendships, relationships. 
And Lord, I thank you that we are all in this together, every one of us, and we need each other. So we even say that to you today in a new way, that God, we, we need each other. And uh, we just commit before you to open up our hearts to people. And we open our heart to you, God, in a new way. Thank you, God. Thank you for the love of God. I saw some people just laying down some offenses today, laying down some hurts. Um, If you just do that and say that to the Lord, release those things. Ask the Lord for the truth about that situation. side of us. You give us a new love and appreciation for that person. That we'd see him not after the flesh, but after the spirit and in a whole new way. That you take off these lenses over our eyes that might have even been blocking how we're seeing people, how we're seeing each other. Just let those things fall off in Jesus' name. We speak for clarity of vision, of sight, to see is how God created people to be. Lord, we say to you, too, that we just as a people, and you've got to claim this individually for yourself if you want, but we set sail from that shore. And we even say today that we set, we're going to paddle that boat, we're going to get out into the waters, and we're going to open up our heart and open up our life to people in a new way. And you're going to take us, and we're going to impact the world from this decision. The world is never going to be the same when we say yes. Thank you for stirring up callings here today. God, thank you for stirring up visions and dreams that have been in our hearts. As I was preparing this week, I saw people's you know, visions reignited. Ralph was talking about fires this morning, and I saw fires being lit in a fresh way, fresh passions being lit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we get to partner with you, God, in your work here. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. I just thank you for everybody here. I just pray a blessing, God, on everybody, on every life, on every mind here, on every heart, on the dreams that are within us. I bless everyone, that everyone here prospers, lives abundant life not held back by hindrances or things that would offenses or things that would come in the way, but we let those things go. Live lives of freedom, totally unencumbered. Thank you, Lord. If you have a word for the person next to you, when we're done here, just give it to them. If you just ask the Lord if you have a little word of encouragement for each other or something to speak into the person next to you. If you don't, that's okay, but I just want to give you opportunity um, just to, I feel like there's some stuff stirred up and you might have something to encourage the person next to you. Uh, if you want to sit and just listen to the music, worship, let stuff sink in, you know, feel free to do that. Uh, but we're going to just kind of end it here and
you know, have a great day. I love you all, and uh, what a great family. So, so feel free to just soak in the music if you want. Encourage the neighbor next to you. Have a great week.